What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey there, it's Kate. Welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm your host, and I'm also the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, which makes a great graduation gift. I'm sure you've experienced the pain of having your hopes dashed because things didn't turn out as you expected. How can you accept changes in plans with more grace and less upset? How can you let go of expectations? That's what we're talking about today. It's part of a week of episodes on letting go, that common advice that can feel so uniquely hard to do. If there's one thing the pandemic has taught us, it's that plans are changeable. Even things that seemed pretty darn set in stone, like kids would go to school every day, or you'd be able to see your loved ones who live a plane ride away at least once a year, and you have to be in an office to get your work done. Even during the most stable times, there's something so appealing about having a plan. Our brains are master pattern recognition machines, and they love nothing more than a completed loop to know with certainty what is going to happen and when, as well as how we're going to feel about it. It's a subconscious way that we try to deal with the fundamental impermanence of life and to create a feeling of groundedness. If right about now you're craving a sense of predictability more than ever before, well, who could blame you? We've been living through a spin cycle where it seems every day the definition of up has changed. But that also means that now is a perfect invitation to loosen your grip on the expectations you have for how things are going to go down in the future. The last two years have shown us again and again that we never truly know how things are going to go. And that lesson is one of the biggest gifts of the pandemic. Things are very much up in the air still. And while that's uncomfortable, it is also liberating because it forces you to stick with the present moment, to appreciate today for what it is. And then when tomorrow gets here, to appreciate it for what it is. And we really do kind of need to be forced into the present moment because otherwise we're really eager to run off into the future in an attempt to complete some of those open loops, even though it's impossible to complete patterns in advance, like trying to ice a cake that hasn't been baked yet. My daughter's eighth grade class recently went to Washington, D.C., one of the few fairly normal experiences in their middle school careers. And one kid couldn't go because his dad caught COVID the day before they were due to leave. It just breaks your heart for that kid and that family whom I'm sure wanted so badly for their child to have this experience. And listen, I get that many families lost people during the pandemic, and this is kind of a drop in the bucket compared to that, but it proves my point very well. And it's just another example that nothing is guaranteed, and we have to stay loose enough to be able to roll with the changes. And in so doing, we'll be less likely to get hurt, like in a car crash. If you don't brace yourself for the impact, it won't be as harmful. And you may just roll into something better. So does that mean you should just stop thinking about what you'd like to happen in the future and stop taking steps toward making that thing happen? No. We'll talk more about that after this quick break. And we're back. The dangerous thing about an expectation is attachment to a specific outcome, like throwing a dart into the future and expecting it to land right on the bullseye. 
when really you want to think about the general direction you want to throw your dart and then see where it lands. A mantra that helps me not get too attached to a certain outcome and my expectation of that outcome is to think this or something greater. It helps you remember that there are all kinds of ways to get what you want and what you need. For example, as I made my third plane reservation for a reunion with my college roommates this fall, after two other trips had been canceled due to COVID, I thought, this or something greater. It just helps me remember that it's not so much about this particular trip to this particular place on this particular date, but it's about that desire to feel connected. And there's lots I can do in the meantime to feel connected to them. And if the trip works out as we've planned, great. And if it doesn't, we'll find something else. When we were submitting applications for my daughter to high schools, I'd think this or something greater. Same for when I submit proposals to clients or even make a plan with a friend for the weekend. It helps you not hang all your hopes on one particular outcome, which protects you in two ways. Yes, it helps you avoid feeling disappointed if your expectation doesn't come to pass. But it also helps protect you from feeling unfulfilled when they do come true, but they don't make you feel like you expect they will. It's like that saying, be careful what you wish for, you just might get it. Your tiny assignment is just to notice your expectations as they arise in the next day or two, so that you can remind yourself this or something greater, which helps you remember that there are lots of other ways you could possibly satisfy the desire that is at the heart of that expectation. I'll leave you with this quote from Pema Chodron, American Buddhist nun, from her book, When Things Fall Apart. When we think that something is going to bring us pleasure, we don't know what's really going to happen. When we think something is going to give us misery, we don't know. Letting there be room for not knowing is the most important thing of all. To stay with that shakiness, that is the path of true awakening. Sticking with that uncertainty getting the knack of relaxing in the midst of chaos, learning not to panic. This is the spiritual path. Back to me. In other words, you never know exactly what's going to happen, and that's okay. I hope you'll come back tomorrow when I'm interviewing Nina Purewall, author of the best-selling book, Let That Shit Go, on how to let go of anxiety and the need to feel productive all the time. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley, don't forget the W, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 